Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What does go bump in the night? <laughs> what goes bump in the night? Yeah. I love Halloween. And now that I'm living in Mexico, I'm very fascinated with Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. They decorate graves with uh, ofrendas or offerings to their lost loved ones so that they can come visit us. And I have a whole bunch of questions, Mom. <laughs> Let's start, like, where do people go after death? Are ghosts real? Have you seen ghosts? Oh, well, that's a couple of questions, but we'll take the second one first. Yes, I've seen ghosts on many occasions. All the things that you hear about houses being haunted and all of that is not actually a ghost. Those are usually demons. Now, sometimes a person can get a demon in them, and also a ghost could be a demon and look like a ghost but it's not it's a demon demons can really be very destructive and dangerous and even in the most extreme cases there's been cases of them killing people but they definitely are malevolent most ghosts really aren't so all right well how can you tell the difference well behavior is a big a big key but Most ghosts are just like, you know, your neighbor that died and there's no reason for them to die and then suddenly become evil. They're pretty much the same. And when people have had a ghost kicking around and I've gone to deal with them, what I have found is that there was something that they had left incomplete or unfinished that was causing them to want to hang around. Mm. So... Well, for example, there was one ghost that was in this house. It turned out it was somebody's grandfather. They had a sense that that's who it was. So I said, let's let's communicate with them. I was able to communicate with them. And I kept seeing fuzzy dice, pink fuzzy dice. And <laughs> I said to the people, did he by any chance have an old car or was he into car restoration? And they said, yes, actually, he did. And I said, well, (laughs) now I I think we're getting somewhere. I think he died before he could finish his car and put the pink fuzzy dice on the mirror in the car. Why don't we all sit down and think him up a nice, pretty pair of pink fuzzy dice hanging from his rear mirror in his car and we did that and the ghost went away that's all he needed that's all he needed he wanted that one last detail so most ghosts aren't harmful in any way no they just not really. they just need their pink fuzzy dice and then they'll go or something away. like that or sometimes a ghost like that. Is, if your neighbor was annoying and a liar and is haunting the house you're going to have an annoying lying ghost Mm, okay so it depends on the personality of the person right okay i had one nurse that was uh 
had called me and she had gotten fired from her job because she kept misprescribing medication because the Virgin Mary was telling her to give other medication to her patients. Does so it sound I, like the Virgin Mary or something that she would do? Exactly. <laughs> so I went to her house and I said, first of all, the Virgin Mary doesn't run around misprescribing medication. I just guarantee that. So I spent the night in her house and this ghost came up to me and started saying all this weird stuff. And I said, shut up and go away. You know, I went there with another psychic and she had a similar thing. And then the ghost went into her bedroom started saying a bunch of weird things and she said i'm gonna melt you if you don't leave him this i said yes your ghost isn't female it isn't the virgin mary it's just an annoying ghost and we told him to leave she said i didn't know i could tell him to leave of course you could tell him to leave they stuck around to complete they just more wanted to be annoying still or? annoying and bored and was able to manipulate this woman into doing something that cost her her job multiple times wow people that die end up sticking around and being a ghost in a house either right no not at all if somebody has a good spiritual life and they have a good faith in spirit they mostly they're going to go into the light and when I look at them while they are in transition before they have died, I actually will see a big light, a big, uh, like it looks like a big cloudy white area that they are moving towards. And when I see that, I realize this person is a very spiritual person and they are going just to transition right into the light. But when you die, God isn't just going to show up and say, now you've got to believe in me. Um, so if someone is determined that, God doesn't exist, there is no place to go, then they just go into a, a room or an area that's much like a Hollywood movie set that suits them. Mm. And then angelic beings and teachers or, or people like myself, I've, I do this from time to time, I'm assigned to people, will go and say, you know, there is more than just this room. And God and spirit do exist. And usually they'll say, I'm not interested in talking to you. Yeah. And, so and those, then, those people aren't really ghosts and they're not really passed on either, but they're kind of stuck in dimensions. They're literally trapped by their own mind. Mm. They're trapped in their own mindset in a set. That's a terrible place to be. <laughs> <laughs> well they're usually quite satisfied you know they seem quite fine with where they are and uh, don't really want to have anything to do with you I don't know how many years maybe it's like the Buddha say uh, maybe it takes 10,000 years to turn them around but yeah it's just the way it is you were it's free will so you die you have free will if you believe there's nothing and you're just you know, you're going to be the same person and you're going to do the exact same thing you've always done when you die. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch my Netflix every night before bed and then you just have a room to do that continuously. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and you say, well, there's something besides Netflix and they're like, 
I want to watch Netflix. Go away. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I know, very maniacal. They will wind up in an area with people or situation with similar vibration. So Mm. they can wind up in a very unpleasant circumstance. Mm. And they'll stay there for as long as it takes for them to consider that maybe what they did got them there and they would like to okay and you know that takes however long that takes i went and i actually saw my own father who was a horrible person on the astral where he was and it it looked like an encampment for criminals and he said what the hell are you doing here you certainly don't belong here so are ghosts usually stuck to one area or a family or house i don't know for sure um when I was in high school, when I was about 14 years old, I was a sort of fanatically religious. And I got this idea. This came into my head all by myself. We lived in a very remote area and we had bought this house. We bought a tract of land in an area where they're going to build houses. We were the first one to build a house. So there were no houses around, no neighbors, nothing to do. I was fanatically religious, so I decided what I would do is in the evening to entertain myself is I would open up my Bible, light a candle, and I would invite all the lonely ghosts and spirits that wanted to hear the Bible to come and listen to me read the Bible. Now, I'm not recommending anybody do this at home. This, <laughs> this... Why, why shouldn't we do this at home? It sounds like a great way to... Uh potentially help these spirits move on well that was my plan i didn't actually run this by anybody before i did this so i was doing this for quite a while and my room would actually fill up like bleachers i would only see the heads because there were so many possibly hundreds a a lot of ghosts when i when i lit my candle and said here we go that was that was full just so many ghosts at one point, my sister, who got wind of what I was doing, came in, and then she heard a door slam, and she said, was that was that one of the ghosts? And one of them said, we don't need to come through a door, and then they all started laughing, and it, <laughs> it sounded like hundreds of ghosts laughing. They just thought that was so funny. Okay. But it's... <laughs> Do you think that your sister could see them as well, or she just no, knew? no, she couldn't see them, she, but she knew what I was. So doing. she couldn't hear the laughter. No, no, but I could. And, yeah, and um, did that make you laugh at her question? Yes. <laughs> at some point, I don't know. Something about it just occurred to me. Maybe this wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> so. I just decided to do it. So I abruptly stopped. And then I guess some of these ghosts weren't so happy about that. And we started having problems in the house. We started having things disappear. My dad's wallet would disappear. And there was there was a large area between our living room, the dining room and the kitchen that was just a kind of a 12 foot area of carpeting that there was no furniture. And then right in the center of that area, that was what I called the comeback point. Something would disappear. Everybody would look frantically for it. (laughs) But it would come back in that. And it would come back right smack in the middle of that big empty area. And then 
keys were gone and then a set of glasses and then some other a, a prescription medicine that my mom needed it, it just went on and on and it was happening all the time and the comeback point was always the same it just got freakier and freakier we had all these strange occurrences a couple times we all left the house at the same time we came back and all the bottles in one of the bathrooms was turned upside down and all the toilet paper was unrolled. We just were having a lot of poltergeist activity. So my parents decided to sell the house. And um, the people that bought the house, apparently, I don't know them or what happened, but the house burnt down about a year later. <laughs> and you think that's probably from calling all of these ghosts into the house? I'm not really sure. I hope not. But I felt really kind of bad. Uh, you but know. we don't recommend reading the Bible to have an orchestra of ghosts in the house. So un- or unwanted, unknown spirits. I don't recommend any time calling any amount of unknown spirits or any amount of spirits in that regard. No. Right. Because a lot of people play with Ouija boards and the idea Bad is to idea. summon, yeah, to summon a spirit or, you know, or a specific person to ask a question or talk to a loved one. But who are we really talking to with a Ouija board? Good question. It could be anybody. It could be anybody that ever died or anybody else. You don't know. And that's the problem. I do talk to angels, but I always say a prayer and say, I'm asking for my angel Mm. You know, with God's permission, I, you know, if you don't, if you don't set parameters, you don't have parameters. And basically being dead does not make someone spiritual and hearing a voice does not mean it's from God. Right. Because there's lots of things out there that can talk. Lots of things. And some of them have never even been alive. They're just, there's certain types of aliens out there that will, would love to put a voice in your ear. I had a voice saying, you must move to Montana. You must move to Montana. Well, not the worst idea. Montana is a beautiful (laughs) state. I said, hey, if you want me to move to Montana, buy me a ranch and get some good looking cowboys on it. And let me know. (laughs) Yeah, sign me up for that. (laughs) So I just don't really recommend trying to play with anything like a Ouija board. Very, very dangerous. Is it still dangerous if you set those parameters around of like, I would like to talk to my angels or someone specific or the the concept of the Ouija board is just too open? That that would be okay if you set really careful parameters. Although something like a Ouija board, I think it's got a certain spiritual context behind it that might not be so clean. Mm. Here's the thing about demons. If you look at a demon or you contact a demon, it now is paying attention to you Mm. if you're if you're a fairly enlightened good quality good person there's no reason for any demon to be messing with you or in your house or in any way uh attracted to your attention but if you go to it or see it then it sees you and then it's going to want to mess with you Mm. so you're on a you're kind of walking a dangerous path when you start to mess around that way which brings me back to how can you tell the difference between like a ghost and a demon well demons will be maniacal they'll be dangerous they'll do dangerous things and they will feel different what do they feel like dark dark scary and evil 
if you okay. suddenly feel like, wow, there's something really bad there, don't mess with it. And do you ghost? Like, is it, you see a lot in movies where someone walks into a room and their breath gets really cold. Is that a ghost? No. Uh, the, all of the ghosts that I have been in the presence of, well, there was one ghost when I was a teenager was at a, at a, a weekly meditation and study group with a whole bunch of adults. And this woman came out of bedroom on this upper landing in a wheelchair and would wave to me and I'd wave to her. And I didn't even realize she was ghost. It okay. wasn't until this happened about six or seven different meditations every week. Until she wasn't there, then I asked the lady, how come your grandmother's not coming or your mother's not coming out? And she said, my mother doesn't live here. And I said, well, or well, your grandmother. And she says, my grandmother doesn't live here. I don't know what you're talking about. And subsequently, she made a study and found out that there was a woman that had died, that was wheelchair bound, had died on the upstairs part of the house. So, so you don't really know, or the woman didn't really know who the woman in the wheelchair was just someone that had died in that area he found out that from previous owners that someone had died there um you know somebody's grandmother had died and had been wheelchair bound and she was not aware that she had a ghost in the house okay the woman just came out because i was there and i could see it which is not uncommon they come out sometimes you know they come they want attention so they'll come around when someone will pay attention to them yeah do you think a lot of kids end up seeing ghosts because i've heard stories of people with children that are like well they were talking to someone in the corner but it didn't sound like their normal imaginary friend i'm sure they probably do there's probably a lot of little children that have died and they didn't necessarily have any spiritual background, nor did their parents. So there probably are a lot of children that are ghosts around. And if a well, I don't mean children ghosts, but I mean, you know, just regular children that are seeing ghosts and well, that's what I'm saying. And having a conversation with them. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. They could be having a conversation with a child ghost or with a person. Yes. Either one. If there's a spirit in someone's house that's bothering them, how should they go about getting rid of that spirit? Well, for one thing, you you can smudge your whole house. That will definitely, if it's a, just a transient spirit, the one that wandered in and was wandering around, then usually smudging will send it away. Also, if you mentally say, you're not allowed in my house, this is my boundary, I'm setting a boundary, and I am not allowing any ghosts or spirits or demons or entities in my house, then that will take care of 90% of all your traffic. Because mm -hmm. demons aren't that common. They're not that common. They're very dark, and you have to have very dark energy to even attract one or have one around. Yeah, which is great news for most people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's not a common thing. I mean, they make a lot about it on television, but it's really not that common. It is not uncommon though, when somebody's like opening up for them to see something or have things happen. I remember one time I was sound asleep and my legs had become uncovered 
and I felt this hand on my thigh and I thought, oh, my husband's waking me up. You know, maybe he's feeling <laughs> romantic. And I look down and there's just this hand with this big giant ruby ring clutching my thigh. Well, I just <laughs> flew out of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> my heart was racing. And then my husband wakes up and he just looked at me and said, you belong in an insane asylum. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely reaction. <laughs> but... <laughs> So how can how can someone tell the difference if they're just seeing a ghost and if they're kind of having a mental break or have schizophrenia or a different kind of mental illness? Because I think a lot of people that see things end up in mental uh, hospitals. Well, actually, I think a tremendous amount of people in mental hospitals are not schizophrenic, but rather are just seeing things. And I yeah. think any any diagnosis that was based on seeing things would be very suspect right Brenna really isn't based on just seeing things there's a lot more to that diagnosis but you know you know they say was the patient seeing things that are not there I would say is the patient seeing things that other people don't normally see right because clearly the things were there because to some people it could be there, but I guess that's really hard to get the another person to see the same thing. There was a little boy that a help work. He wouldn't put his feet on the floor, and he had difficulty in his bedroom. He didn't want to be on the bedroom floor, and just thought he had some mental illness. And what he had was it looked like it was an entity, but it looked a lot like an alligator crawling around in his bedroom. Mm. so naturally he didn't want to he didn't want to jump down on the bed he was afraid it was going to bite him in the foot or something it was just scary yeah if i had an alligator that was around my floor i wouldn't want to get off the bed it wasn't exactly like it but it looked a lot like that and uh I, and there's a lot of entities they look you know they look like everything there's they make the bar scene at the star wars movie look really normal there's just a lot <laughs> of weird stuff out there you know, well, we just went in and smudged his room really well, and they're gone, and then he's fine, and then he's like, no problem. Yeah. It was all good now. What else is out there? Are unicorns real? <laughs> I've never seen a unicorn. Okay, how about mermaids? <laughs> I've never seen a mermaid, but there are a few things I've seen. Okay. You know the, you, you know the gargoyles that are on top of the buildings in Europe, those big, ugly? Yeah, of yes. course. Well, I have seen those on the astral. And it's interesting. On the astral, they are actually uh, light blue and pink and green. They're like these light pastel colors. You wouldn't think of them that way, but they are. And they've got, their mouths are even bigger and their teeth are more pointy. And they fly around. And what they do is they eat up negative thought forms so they're flying gargoyles are actually kind of a good thing (laughs) yes they're kind of a good thing they kind of clean up the upper atmosphere around buildings and around the top of a you know if they're like in an auditorium they'll fly around and they eat up all the negative thoughts yeah because i guess they're kind of put on the top of buildings as protectors Mm -hmm. and stuff anyways but they always look really creepy 
they do look creepy and they still kind of look creepy on the astral but in a sort of you know pink and light green and pastel (laughs) pink and pastel gargoyles (laughs) okay so what about dragons have you seen any dragons yes i have seen dragons and as much as you know we talk about like you know puff the magic dragon or these cute dragons actually dragons every time i've ever seen a dragon and there might be some exceptions out there they have been an extremely negative energy they're not only a negative energy they're anti-christian energy and anti-christ energy and the people Mm -hmm. that i have run into and luckily i haven't run into too many of them because i don't enjoy that have a dragon entity attached to them they get very heavy heavily into antichrist symbols inverted crosses really dark black clothing uh tattoos that are swastikas and and inverted cross tattoos and very strange stuff when someone has a dragon entity in them they have a very much of a hopeless it's very hopeless it it, it nothing can be done you know i might as well give up i might as well just die kind of energy so they're not then it's not a good thing i've never seen anything good about a dragon in terms of their energy or what they're about although people the people that have dragon energy they'll tell you how wonderful their dragon is um (laughs) they know like what their dragon is and they've named it as a a separate entity (laughs) well i'll tell you something there's not too many people in my whole history of dealing with people that have entities with them or even demons with them that they don't know okay i'll tell them you have because it's so dark it's kind of hard to not like know that it's there yeah they know that even people that say they don't believe in any kind of psychic thing and they don't believe in being they don't believe in any of that i'll say but you have an entity and they say i know and i don't want you to do anything with it you know okay you know they're they're aware i've never run across someone that had an entity and i told them they had it and they said you're wrong i don't have it they always know they have it wow and so I've had a couple experiences where I was visiting a friend in Tucson and he took me into a bar that was, it was a converted crematory underneath the church. So they turned that area into like an underground bar. And as soon as walking into that area, I was like, whoa, this is the darkest energy I've ever been in. I can't stay in here. I can't breathe. And Another time when I was in Europe visiting one of the concentration camps, kind of same thing. I was like, there's no way I can walk into the land here. Like, what is, what do you think I'm feeling in those kind of situations? Well, you're probably feeling, first of all, people that are stuck there. Um, so their, their soul, part of their soul and possibly their spirit is still just stuck and stagnant there. And so they're, lamenting that and you're feeling that but you're also probably feeling the maniacal energy that got them there Mm. that is that would be the uh if someone's murdered the oftentimes the murderer is 
under the influence or has very dark energy or is under the influence of very dark energy. And that energy will partly go into the person that they murdered. And once they're cremated, then that energy could be just out there waiting for someone else to attach to. The energy doesn't dissipate. Um, I think that's why we have demons is that really dark energy doesn't necessarily dissipate unless you make a big effort to heal it. So if somebody is killed in a, in a very dark and maniacal way, that energy will just try to find similar energy or someone, some person that has some similar energy to attach to. So it kind of builds up into these creatures that can physically harm someone. Yeah, that energy can then just become bigger, darker, and nastier energy. Wow. would absolutely help. And her cat first was the first thing that got sick. Her cat started to get sick. And she thought maybe, you know, something wrong with the food or whatever. So over time, her cat started to decline. Then they suddenly decided that they didn't need her at her job. She lost her job. Then she started to get ill and she started having problems with her vehicle. And it's just it's all this stuff, you know, and it just didn't stop. The vet couldn't cure her cat and her cat was close to death. And I, I got the idea, I said, let's check out your house. And we went over to this house and it was apparent to me right away that there was something very dark there. Um, I didn't want to go, I'd never want to go and try to determine exactly what it is because again, I don't want to go into the energy of a demon. The fact that there's something wrong is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So what we did, I said, let's, we'll do, we'll get a bunch of people over here and uh, we'll triple smudge this house. So first what we did is we smudged it all with white sage everywhere, every corner, every closet, every down below sinks and everything smudge the whole thing with white sage then we cut fresh cedar branches and we batted them about on everything on every corner and on the walls and the beds and everything and did fresh cedar throughout the house and then we took frying pans and you put a about a tablespoon of ocean salt and some uh, rubbing alcohol. And you have to wear a mitt so you don't burn your hand. And then you light it. it, makes a very hot, salty flame. And then you walk around carefully so you don't light the drapes or anything on fire. And you, and you move this hot flame all through the house. And we did this to her house. And almost instantly, her cat got better by the next morning her cat was up on its feet and was eating and wow was better Within a week she got a job offer and within a month she had a boyfriend again and everything <laughs> and then everything was good <laughs> so it was all re- corrected wow okay so something was in that house messing with her <laughs> If you don't smudge, I think you make a big mistake in your life. You could get rid of a lot of problems if you just smudge. Easy solution. Easy solution. (laughs) 
also want to know, is there any uh, mythological creatures that you've seen that are real? Mythological, no. I do know the, you know, the dogs that they have, I believe they're called dogs. With the, the three heads. No, 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 not that dog. Okay. In China, in China and Japan, I'm not sure for sure which it is, or maybe both. They have these dogs that are kind of uh, ceramic. They have them outside the house as like guard dogs. They're ceramic dogs and they're sometimes brightly colored. They actually exist on the astral. Usually out on a porch or along a walkway, they'll have one on either side of a walkway as you're entering a house in uh, in China and, and in Japan. And uh, they're brightly colored, but I've seen them on the astral and they're even more brightly colored. And they... <laughs> Well, a, a type of guard dog activity on the astral. They're very pretty and, and very animated, like a real happy guard dog. <laughs> yeah, so what they just like kind of hang out outside and guard the house? Yes, yes, exactly. And I think the reason people have them in ceramic there is because someone recognized that these are actual spirits that are really out there. Interesting. I've also seen this hooded figure, and I saw them in Brazil, a tall, dark, black hooded figure, and just standing back there and watching everything. And I mentioned to the medium that I was in visiting in Brazil, do you see that? And she'd say, yes, but do you notice that they don't come near and they're just watching? And I said, yeah, I do notice that. She said, "They, these are just beings that stand on the edge between the darkness and the light and just observe what do you think they're observing us or the difference between the darkness and the light they didn't seem to move much and i i've seen them several times but they very much look like a lot of times you'll see a dark hooded being in a movie and they look very much like that the, the long dark cloak and the hood and you can't see the face and they look just like that but in reality they just stand at that edge at the edge between where the dark starts and the light starts and yeah. are just an, uh, in the role of an observer it was interesting being in brazil because i would see something and i could say to someone else do you see that and then that we'd have a discussion about that particular entity or being instead of no I don't see it because it doesn't exist well and I remember you saying that when you were down there you would see a being and they would actually pull out a card and you're like yeah you saw this person or this guy yes a lot of times there's there's some that are so commonly seen that they've made postcards of them so I said I've saw this amazing tall black man with the blue feathers across his chest and blue feathers and green feathers around his waist and they pulled out some postcards that uh hand painted little postcards that they were printed and said is it this one <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that one it's definitely that one yeah wow 
and then they said yes this one he brings the color and i had been in a an ayahuasca ceremony and this tall black gorgeous black indian had come over to me and he had taken this pouch of feathers out and he laid it across my solar plexus around my stomach and all of a sudden everything looked like paisley uh, like paisley design everywhere it was like whoa this is and uh, the lady that was showing me the postcard said he brings the color and i said yeah you could say that <laughs> <laughs> she said he also really likes it if you smoke pot <laughs> what what I said, well, I don't smoke pot, so I guess you'll be disappointed with me. <laughs> but in Brazil, that's how they are with uh, with all these things, because they've been seeing them since they were children, and they've made drawings and pictures and paintings, and so they're very nonchalant about it, and they've learned a lot about the characteristics of all these different spiritual beings that are roaming around. And what else is roaming around out there? Well, there's a tremendous amount. <laughs> Is there anything that sticks out? A story that you would like to share? Well, a lot of times there's little uh, objects in the astral. I'm sure they have some purpose or reason to be there, or maybe they don't. And if you're meditating a lot like I am, or your dreams are very, very um, fluid like mine are, they kind of slip through and then you're suddenly seeing these things. I've had this all my life. Sometimes it's been ridiculous, the amount of things that I'm seeing constantly running back and forth. Recently, I've had one, it's about, about the biggest a plum and it's just the hottest candy apple red you can imagine. Looks like a whole bunch of tentacles on one side and the vivid green on the other side and it moves very fast almost like a spider um and it's got white sparkles coming off of it as it moves and it's it's got energy that when it first comes i'm usually asleep but i'm aware of it so i wake up and then i still see it as it moves across the room and up up my wall (laughs) it kind of always kind of wow what is that (laughs) takes me a few minutes to adjust to seeing that thing going across my room and so it's kind of like a spider but not exactly not exactly i mean just it moves like a spider would move how they you know they skirt this way then skirt that way and first it's going horizontal and then it's going vertical and it doesn't seem like a bad thing it just said anything that's it was just there in your room waking you up in the middle of the night (laughs) sleep it's kind of unnerving (laughs) right (laughs) although pretty (laughs) you know there's a lot out there just very recently I was doing a reading and there was a ghost inside a woman's body Uh, she's alive the woman's alive and this ghost is a little girl who's in this woman's body now this is about the seventh time I've seen this in my history of doing readings sometimes people are so out of their body and if you're out of your body, it's a lot like if you had a nice house and you just leave the lights on and all the doors open. <laughs> yeah, come on in. <laughs> come on in. And, sometimes, and, and and usually you'll attract things that are similar to your energy. So if you have dark energy and you're out of your body, you could actually have a bad entity come in. 
if you're nice energy, it might be nice. In this case, this was, I started to do this reading and it was a nice, happy energy, but definitely not this woman's. And then I took a little closer look and I realized this is a ghost of a little girl. The bad thing about that is that every time I've seen a ghost, actually they, they move in and they move out of the person's body. It gives the person a lot of body pain. Um, mm. It's like they have fibromyalgia. They just hurt everywhere and they go to the doctor a lot and they can't figure out why they are hurting all over because it's just very unnatural to have a spirit hanging out half the time in your body and half the time out and jumping in and out and untestable by the medical equipment that we have exactly they'll just tell you there's nothing wrong with you or probably they'll think you're just there for pain pills or something like that but um and really to stop that you just have to set a boundary and say you're no longer allowed in my body and i'm going to be in my body yeah there's a lot of advantages to being in having your soul in your body. I always tell people you're better to be in the room with the person you're having sex with. <laughs> <laughs> better to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, uh, you have to get used to it. People think it's more fun to be out of body and that's crazy. It's not, but. It's they, easier. They, it's easier to be out of body. It is, it is. It's sometimes tougher and you feel more and it's more intense, especially if you're uh, somewhat psychic, it's more intense, but it's not good for your immune system and it's not good for your psychic immune system to be out. I did a reading years ago for a, a gentleman that was a postman and he said, oh, I'm so out of body. I get in my truck and I don't even know uh, where I am until I arrive in, in uh, Crescent City. Mm -hmm. A three hour drive. So he's just autopiloting. Autopilot. Three hours in the car. You know, I'm like, well, thank you for telling me I'll never drive that drive in the morning. <laughs> it's really, really dangerous. And he was very ill. He's very ill and in a lot of pain. Right. So not useful not useful at all to do that it's it's very bad for you because being out of body kind of takes away your internal engine that runs your whole immune system right right it, it just and it makes you very very vulnerable for things to come in you know and it and could bring in some very dark energy the part that went out when that bad thing happened and how does someone do that the best way is to sit in meditation and say, you know, I feel this way now. When's an earlier time I felt it and go back and back on the timeline and to, and then say, if there's part of my soul back here when the car wrecked or when I was attacked by this person, i now want to bring my soul back to the present so we can heal. Think of it like your younger twin. And you're just going to grab that, that younger twin of yours with yeah, your, or your inner child. Yeah. Your inner child and hug them to you with all your might and breathe and bring them back to the present and mm -hmm. breathe them into your heart. When you do that, if you do it properly, 
you'll literally feel the impact of your soul returning. And almost immediately, I did that with a big issue I was trying to solve. And when I did it, I, I had my pain level drop by 75% almost immediately. Wow. And it's never gone back. It's, it was a permanent, almost instantaneously, instantaneous healing pain drop. Wow. So I know it works and I know you can do it, but it's not something you can go lie on a table and have someone do to you because it was something that was done to you that caused it. So you have to do the healing yourself. You got to do it from your heart yourself. Mm-hmm. A woman that had Down syndrome come into my body during a ayahuasca ceremony. And one minute I was me. And the next minute I was this Downs person with this funny little hand. And, and then I was me. And then I was her. And then I was me. Then I was her. It was very freaky, you know. And I went in the back room and this... Um, guardian came back to see if I was okay and she had an angelic being that would come into her body to help her to heal so one minute she was her then she was the angel then she was her and then some another lady came in and said can I help and I said no it's crowded enough in here (laughs) (laughs) go away and then I thought wait I I said this I thought to myself this is happening for a reason. I just need to calm down and chill out and figure this out. So then I said to this, this girl that was going into my body, uh, I said, what is it you want? What is it you need? And she said to me so clearly that she said, I'm dying. And when I died before, I, I had done bad things. And I think that's why I'm downs in this life. She says, I want you to help me to transition in a way that that doesn't happen again. Oh, okay. And I said, that I can do for you. But you got to get out of my body. (laughs) Right. Well, but as soon as I said that, she went out of my body. I knew who this person was. So I actually went to her family and told them what I saw. And I bought her a little gold cross and a chain. And I took it to her and I said, I, I, I would like to help you. Would you like that? And she said, this is what I've been wanting more than anything. She was so happy. Mm. Made this altar in her room. And uh, we, I gave her the cross. And when she died, we had her whole family and myself and her all holding hands together and all praying together and transitioned. We were breathing in unison with her tell she took her very last breath and one of her sisters said to me she said marie if you don't do anything else in your lifetime your life was worth it because of this yeah just helping one person from her point of view it was that important to them but i think well i guess you didn't just help one person you helped the whole family well it was important for them you know their their sister had always been a challenge for all of them so mm-hmm. happy to see that that part of it go so smoothly yeah one time i went into the bordeaux you know in the buddhist they talk about the bordeaux where the, and you see those pictures of all the spirits and it is like that it's like spirit soup you know you're just in so many spirits so close and there's no actual sense of personal space and they were coming so close to me and 
it got, I don't know how I got in there, but it was very overwhelming. And then I thought, whoa, this is not something I'm enjoying very much. And some things have just one eye or one arm or tentacles or everything you can imagine. And lots of things I could not imagine. Um, and then I thought, what can I do? And I thought, well, I'll just start thinking of light and it was like rising out of muddy water as I started to think of light and thinking about God everything just got thinner there was less and less of them and pretty soon there were none of them and I was just like rising into uh, blue light where there were a lot less entities and a lot less beings of any type and brought myself out of it yeah because what is the Bordeaux well the 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 Buddhist mention it they say that sometimes people die and they go there and they're so freaked out that they reincarnate right away which i can kind of see it's an area where in the astral that has a tremendous amount of beings entities ghosts everything just everything and many things that are undescribable not hideous per se but just so weird and strange that you know, it's overwhelming. Is that what like some people would describe as hell? Or do you think it was similar to that or different? It's very possible that some people might describe that as hell. It's hard to know. But you know, it, it definitely was not a comfortable situation. It didn't seem really, really, really dark. I would think hell would be very, very dark if there is such a place. I think there are places that are super dark because they're super dark people. And those are probably what have been, has been described as hell. The Bordeaux is a little bit more neutral. Okay. It's just like, oh, I don't know. Like someone said, well, here's another entity. Throw them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the closet that you fill with the junk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. You know, there's uh, all these people and they're all making thought forms. And, uh, you know, where do those thought forms go? You know, uh, they go there. <laughs> there's a lot more that I don't know than that I do know. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess on that note, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Dress up as an angel. Ooh. Ooh.